kind of it's kind of dude. Bad. They've been there for a while. I'm recording oh, now, but uh, season three is really funny. But it's like there's like this weird awkward um, thing where like they come out and they're like, yeah, Dave did this yeah, sketch, I remember that. and it's like. I'm talking about for the listeners, Chappelle's show season three. The worst the part episodes, is when he starts quotes. asking the audience, like, well, so what'd you guys think? Like, it's a fucking Q&A or something? Like, yeah. yeah. And it was like, they only played two sketches that whole show, and you could tell they were just kind of buying for time. Yeah, that, that must be it. They're trying to fill space. But, like, he, Don L. Rawlings, or whatever, was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was like, he's like, yeah, we felt bad for doing that, but, like, at the same time, we asked Dave for permission because it was like, hey, we need money. We have families and shit to pay for, too. So it's not like, we were being disrespectful, but you know what I mean? I remember there was an interview with um, Neil, what's that guy's name? Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan right after the show, and he was, like, pissed. He was, like, he could have come and talked to me, like, at any time, but he just left. Like, he just took off and didn't say anything to me, which I guess they're still friends now because, like, they still talk about each other. Well, and you you learn because, on, again, on the other Joe Rogan podcast, Neil Brennan and him were on, uh, or no, he, Neil Brennan was on your mom's house, and he was talking about that, and he was, like, Basically, what happened is for the first two for the first season on the contract, they only got paid like whatever like minimum salary, which was like sixty five grand a year for both of them, you know. And then, um, like one of the contingencies was that if that season does well, they only get paid the same amount for season two, even though that show was a huge success. Yeah. They got they got no money, so that's where that sketch came from. Remember, we were watching where he's like he's like Comedy Central won't pay me, so I'm gonna do my two minute special, and he just walks out oh, in that yeah, sketch. That's right ends with him like slamming the door and he goes pay me like that kind of thing and you're like oh that came from a real place like that wasn't just a joke and it's like there's also i just remember that i think it's season three actually that sketch where like he goes to his hometown and like the barber charges him like a thousand dollars for a haircut and and he's like i don't have money like (laughs) that's not real so like they they offered him 50 million and all that and it's like i mean that's that whole thing i I wish there was a documentary about it you you know what that is that's that's a good that's like good fodder for a documentary especially now like that would be really interesting to see. And there's there's very that. few sketches on that show that aren't funny now. If that makes sense, like yeah, it really holds up. Unlike say like watch an SNL from I don't know the ones from the nineties I think are still funny, but like well because they were all absurd. Yeah, you know why? Because it was all all the humor then was based on like things that were like funny to anybody. It's not like stuff that's like oh you had to be there, you had to know that commercial, or you had to like know what was going on in the news at the time. And that was like the least political era. Because well, and then think about like right after that, like Will Ferrell like. Uh, See the ones I think of are like the Chris Farley and like the David Spade years. Like the, those ones have a lot of great jokes because it's all character based. And then right after that, when it was like Will Ferrell and like who else was with Will Ferrell? I keep trying to think. Like it was Molly uh, Shannon, right? I think Will so. Ferrell, Molly Shannon, um, um, Jimmy, not Jimmy Stewart. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Now, Jimmy Kimmel is who I keep wanting to say. That's Jimmy, not it's not Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, yeah, because he, he he's in because he's in the back of the cowbell sketch. You know what? Uh, who he laughing replaced? the whole fucking time, which is so annoying. I, uh, dude, I listened to the. It was actually really good. It was on the Dana called, Carvey, right? On Conan O'Brien. No, oh, okay. I haven't listened to that one yet. I've that was really to almost all of them. Dana Carvey it seems like I a cool think guy. my favorite one so far was the Pat Oswalt one. Yeah, that one's really interesting because Pat Oswalt, when you get him on on like a show, he's like me. He'll just start talking about movies nonstop, and I'm like, that's that shit's always interesting to me. That one, the Stephen Colbert one, I've never. If you guys haven't listened to the listeners, haven't listened to the Conan O'Brien podcast, it's the most easy to get into because they're only forty minutes long. Like, it'll say an hour, but it's a lot of ads and stuff like that, and. Um, the Stephen Colbert one, they were talking about how they're like, I feel like I always have to be like tortured to make something good happen or whatever. And he's like, in the, he's like, I've talked to my family and therapist and like, they keep saying that's not a real thing and all that, you know? 
But it's like the way they talk about their upbringing and how they dealt with like a uh, success. Well, like they felt like it wasn't deserved and all that. I'm like, oh yeah, I get that. Like, but I remember John Mulaney told a story one time. I mean, it might have been on a podcast where he was like, uh, when he got hired on SNL, um, some guy. I guess they they give you like a certain like it's like a special notebook when you get hired on there. Like here you can write all your stuff and it's just as like a like a, like gift. a gift. And um, he told the guys like, I don't know, man. I just I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Like I don't. This doesn't like I feel like I didn't earn this. And he's like. And the guy told him, like, yeah, that's what all the good ones say, so you're you're good to go. Yeah. Like, which is, like, that's not what he said verbatim, but basically it's just, like, the fact that you're saying that is, like, evidence that you should be here. Well, it's almost like people, they'll be like, hey, I'm really worried about this one thing, and I always, my, not that I'm good at giving advice, but anytime anyone comes with, they're like, I'm worried about this thing happening. I'm like, hey, the fact that you're worried about it shows that you don't want it to happen. So I think gonna- they did a study, too, that said that, like, the, it, it like, um, parents who own re- like more books on parenting, regardless of whether or not they've even read them, are are better parents just because it's like the fact that you spent money on, way, yeah. on a book means that you were concerned about it anyway. So it's just like it has nothing to do with whether or not you follow the advice, but like you were always going to be a good parent because you like th- thought about it enough to be like, oh, I should buy this book. Yeah, or whatever that's worth. I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> but so I was listening to there's Bert Kreischer is a comedian. He has a special on Netflix, pretty good. Um, he's a great podcast guest. He's like best friends with Tom Segura, and they're always good together. And he had his own podcast, and I was I my new job, which I got a new job by the way. I think I we, the last episode we recorded was like the day before that I started that. Um, Maybe I don't know, sometime around there. Feels like forever. Yeah. We're trying to get back on it. Rob got sick. He's been working crazy hours. I started a new job. I've been working crazy hours. It's you know excuses, excuses, whatever. But uh, he had Dane Cook on there, and I guess Dane <laughs> Cook started touring again. And it's like his story is so interesting. And Dane Cook, yeah, and he's so not the the asshole that you would think he would be. His interview on Mark Maron was really interesting too, from like five or six years ago. And it was like he basically was talking about how he went from having no money to being like basically Kevin Hart right now, and Dave Chappelle at one point, Cat Williams, like you know how everybody blows up or whatever. And then he was talking about how he just had bad people managing his money, and then like he didn't make the right decisions and like lost it all. And he said he basically went from having like a, a ton of money to he being like, he said he at one point was down to like a hundred thousand in his account. And he's like, based on what he used to have, that's like considered nothing. And he was saying that instead of giving up or whatever, he started doing this thing where he was like, all right, well I think I still have some fans. And then he booked out of his own pocket. He paid a hundred and something thousand dollars to get this one big ass venue. And then he sold it out like a big ass stadium or whatever in England or in Canada or something like that. And then he's like, cool. So people still like me. So, okay. So he took all the profits of that and then rented four more. And then, so he's like, I actually haven't profited off this tour. I've just been paying for more venues out of my own pocket rather than having them take half of it and pay for it. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things too, where you like, I, I didn't know this and everybody used to like Dane Cook was huge. It was one of those yeah. things where they're like, you can say whatever you want about him, but if it wasn't for Dane Cook, modern people wouldn't really be into comedy. Cause like I look at people like one of my best friends, Matt Milak, who didn't know anything about comedy, but he was a huge Dane Cook fan. Yeah. I remember when Dane Cook was popular, yeah, it was like, that was the one comedian. It's kind of like Kevin Hart, I guess, or, or like, it's like everybody enjoys. Yeah. Him. Everyone knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't like enjoy all the stuff, like, you know, you're like familiar with him. And I'm trying to think like who, who's working right now. That's so popular. Like everyone knows who it is. I would say, Dane Cook, Joe Rogan, just because of his podcast. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of his comedy, but I respect him. You know, um, John Mulaney is another one where everybody seems to love him. I don't know if he's like super famous though. Like I feel like people don't really talk about him that much. I, I don't know, man. I feel like Je- is Jeff Dunham still around? I think so. <laughs> That's my real question. He is, but he only tours like stadiums for like old boomers and all that, and they'll pay for those uh. tickets. 
Can you imagine that I though? If he has any original like character, like why isn't he on like Comedy Central or like Netflix? Well, he's on like. I don't think he needs them anymore. That's true. He's like million. Like you make you find come to find out you make more money doing colleges and um in like Indian casinos and all that kind of stuff. Well, now there's that thing where everyone's afraid to do um college shows because of uh, SJWs. And yeah, stuff. like they oh, don't you you know it's too easy to offend people like that. Like that was a Jerry Seinfeld said that. Yeah, and you hear these comedians like talk about how they're like, man, I really needed the money, so I did a college gig and it was like the worst decision ever. But like, hey, they get paid regardless. I, I'd go up there and bomb for an hour to make a yeah. hundred thousand. Definitely, because those people get money allocated just for um, out of the tuition and all that, just for like entertainment. Like you know, Nick and John always got free tickets to go to concerts and all yeah. that when they were at UCR. I was paid for like by the school. Yeah, so it's included in your tuition. So, yeah. like, you can charge whatever you want. That's why you always see like a lot of rappers will just go and do universities because it's like you get paid way more for a university show that has less people going to it than you would if you went to like a stadium. And so it makes sense, but if you're a comedian and you're doing, like, not raunchy humor, but you're doing, like, edgy, where, like, Tom Segura has the whole joke where he's like, can't say retarded anymore, and, like, he got in so much trouble for that, even though the premise of the joke is that you shouldn't say it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. I was, I was watching, <laughs> like, a censorship rant, but it's like, well, basically, it's like, people are at a point where it's like, not only can you not say certain things, you can't even talk about it now. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, that seems kind of, like, almost like whitewashing history to be like, I like don't know. my version of that was like in high school they're like you're not allowed to curse and i'm like why the hell not like you know what i mean and it's like you push the envelope and it's like you're allowed to say that in that context because you're, you're you know i remember being in fourth grade and saying like we could say dang it but like i couldn't say god dang it and i was like well let's that's just like i don't know and, and also it's like how come i could say dang it but i can't say damn it it's it, everyone knows what i really mean that's true our class couldn't say shut up that's we stupid because we've said it so much I remember saying. You know I remember got some people for, need to be told to shut up. Like after someone gets called on to like just like says what like whatever like in English or something to read, and you say shut up like immediately after. <laughs> our class was the worst, dude. What everyone hated our class. You just why? We I just hated on everyone. I don't understand the shut up thing. Like how did <laughs> that work? Know. Like we just said it a lot, I guess, to each other. And like if got, somebody got, got called, you just be like shut up. Yeah, it got like banned in Miss Nichols' class and like Miss Ordway's class. It's great. <laughs> it's kind of incredible. Good time. Do you remember, um, I don't even remember, oh, was it Miss, I think, no shit, I think her name was Miss Lamos at uh, Valley Christian. Remember that, Willie, where, like, she, she she hated Spongebob, and she couldn't say why, she just said it was disrespectful. <laughs> so I, like, that, that, that night I went to fucking Mervyn's, and they had a Spongebob shirt, and I was like, Mom, <laughs> I have to no get this way. shirt. And I wore it to school the next day, and she was so pissed. That's amazing, dude. I remember it was like it was like the first SpongeBob shirt that that was ever on the market because I was looking like you just never see SpongeBob shirts and I remember seeing it and like it was just like that like a shitty like sketch of him and it said little square dude on it from like the first episode and I was like oh, okay shit. I got it got to wear that you still have it uh, probably not I mean <laughs> I mean definitely not I mean <laughs> that that was like that was like pre nine eleven I think oh <laughs> like, shit do you think <laughs> what I don't know <laughs> well nine eleven changed everything dude so I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Really okay, I don't know if you know that, but um, Jesus, <laughs> I can't argue with that. You're like it. It changed everything. For the longest time, I like. I remember, like, I, I would. I don't know why, but I always measured in time. <laughs> this is so dumb, but like, I would. I always measured time in things that happened before Spider Man came out and things that happened after Spider Man came out in 2002. Yeah, I was but like, I do oh yeah, that, that was before Spider Man came out. Like, like, have you noticed? <laughs> 
since we've been doing the podcast for almost five years now, like there's, oh, I literally have to like st- like differentiate between like, oh, was that before we started doing this or after? Like, you know what I mean? I always think in terms of movies, I'm like, oh, that's when that movie came out. That's forever ago, you know? Yeah. Well, like 2012, like, that's when the first Avengers came out. Uh, that's a pretty good marker. You're like, uh, that, was bef- that was before everyone had superhero fatigue. That was before they ended the Nolan trilogy. Yeah. I was going to say, though, like, before man, everyone I got am, me too. I'm like, excited to see the Avengers Endgame, but only just because I want to see what's going to happen, not because I'm like, oh, I love superhero it's, movies. It's so rare that I'm like excited for movies anymore, but yeah, there's definitely where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see like that. I'm excited to see it all end, basically. Yeah, well, because someone put it in perspective, it was like, that's 20, this will be the 23rd Marvel movie, like, as far as superheroes doesn't really go. feel like it. Yeah. Although I've seen them all, which I, so I guess I should be. I am, I mean, I am kind of bored. Honestly, like, I, I really don't care anymore. Like yeah. I'll probably see Spider Man just because Joel wants to go see it, but like I mean, are you, are you really looking forward to like the next Thor, or the next Ant Man, or whatever? It's people like, are though. It's like kind of, I guess. I mean, I'd watch it on Netflix. That'd be a good like weekend movie, but like I, I don't know that I'd care enough to go. This will only make sense to the. I, why do I? I got way louder all of a sudden. Um, this will only make sense to the people that live in this area, but like the people that love, um, like Sandals Church are the same people that are like. I can't wait to go see the next uh, Avengers. I, okay, there really is like a huge crossover of people who are like um, like mainstream conservative Christian types who, who are obsessed with Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means, but that's there. That's definitely there. I've, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, okay, oh, this I got to change this wire and after we're done, there's like a short Is your mic not recording? It's, it, no, it's recording, but like it keeps shooting way up in volume. So it sounds good now, but I'm just not going to touch it. But yeah, no, so it's like, it's the people that loved Minions are now the people that love fucking Marvel movies, and it's like, I don't know what to make of that, honestly. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I don't know what that means for, I keep staring at those cockroaches, it's really grossing me out. That's been there for... (laughs) I know, I don't know, but it's like right in my line of sight to where I'm just like, just directly... (laughs) It's like that's been there for so long. I guess I, I guess I look down and to the right when I'm deep in thought about motion pictures. The, or the trap worked; it just didn't work on the rat. It's working on my eyes. Um, dude, were you here? I almost I whipped a bottle at that rat and like I hit it, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was here. Like Jordan's like I can see a rat, and it was coming down the pipe, and I literally grabbed like the 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 Febreze bottle and just fucking chucked it full force at it, and it hit it and bounced off, and it went into the hole. So, one of these cool. days, straight to the moon, dude. <laughs> one of these days. Um, or I had something. Oh, but yeah, the Dane Cook thing was it was interesting, and I was like, oh, this guy's. I might. He apparently he's gonna have a new special. I'm like, I'll watch it. I'll give him some support, I guess. Like, he never did anything that I was like, wow, Dane Cook's such a tool. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, if he came, if he had a new special, I'd watch it. I yeah. people turn on him fucking quick. I mean, if it sucked, I wouldn't watch the whole thing. But I would definitely be interested. What was the reason why he uh, they, he did something? Didn't he? I don't. Th- I know. I think people just. People I think he just got, got too popular, and everyone's yeah, like, "Yeah, no. he sucks." I think that's literally that's literally all that happened to him. Like the the biggest he was was when he released that vicious circle one, and it was kind of like what Kevin Hart was doing, where he was doing a stadium, where he was doing like a three sixty comedy thing, and I I don't I couldn't do. A comedy special in front of like four thousand people, and now imagine sixteen, but you're having to spin around uh, completely in three sixteen and give like, you know what I mean, like everybody your attention. It's like because you don't want to have these people pay eighty dollars for a ticket and then you're like looking in the other direction. You know what I mean? So like, not only do you have to know your bit and your act and all that, you have to like 
reincorporate it and keep turning around and doing all that other shit. It's definitely weird because, like, when I saw Louis C.K. pre-scandal, uh, we saw him at the L.A. Forum, which is, like, a fucking huge venue where, like, Led Zeppelin played and shit. And, like, it, we were so far from the stage that it was definitely, like, he looked, like, like very small on the stage, but it was still... You, it was like you still are paying attention and no one's talking. It's like this entire stadium is just listening to what he's talking about. It was, it's a very interesting experience to like have a huge stadium of people <clears throat> listening to like one guy talk. I'm assuming that's what it's like to go to like a one of those mega churches too. Yeah, the, the one remember the one where the pastor the pastor like flies <laughs> down on the <laughs> that, that's incredible and he's like reading off the Bible. That's amazing. That's my favorite. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Church. I hate churches, dude. I don't know. Like, uh, not, not to be edgy, but it's just like, it's such a dumb. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, God. Who is it you real? Pray. <laughs> Where's that Bible? Who doesn't exist, by the way? Is that always sunny? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just, I'm, I think, okay. I sound fix your shit, dude. I'm, it keeps going upper and lower. I'm going to have to pause it, but. Um, yeah. Of this? I mean, he has literally one right next to you. Yeah, it's almost bad. Oh, okay. Is there any pretzels or anything like that? I know I people love to hear people eating on the podcast. There's but a huge thing of Oreos, but I stick them inside. What about those shitty dark chocolate? I'm down to eat them again. Oh, hold on, I'm just going to pause this for a second. All right. All right, we're back. Sorry about that, everybody. Got some problems fixed. Rob's watching kids getting hurt. Sorry. What's the Instagram called? Kids getting hurt. Oh. What were we talking about? Uh, comedy, all that good shit. Oh, comedy. <laughs> My life is just a comedy. <laughs> We've received a BK class bro moment scenario. <laughs> Could talk about the Joker. The, the, Joker. Done that yet. the movie? Yeah, like the trailer at least or something. I think it looks good. Same. All right, we talked about it. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I I always like Joaquin Phoenix in anything. Like I thought that movie uh, you were never really here was great. Um, no one looks, really talked about he it. He looks deathly thin in the in this movie. Yeah, he probably did that on purpose. I'm sure. Like, because remember in the Sisters Brothers, he's like athletic, but he's kind of like overweight like a little husky, bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that looks great. Um, that's why I, <coughs> I bought um, The King of Comedy on Blu-ray because that new Joker movie is I'm supposed to, to be heavily inspired by that. Someone on a podcast I was listening to was like, that movie's amazing. It's fucking great, honestly. I mean, it's Robert De Niro so, and yeah. Mark Scorsese, so it's like it's not that hard to figure out. That would have been good. Um, what else? I, I saw Captain Marvel today. That was terrible. Um, just, I, yeah, I saw it too. It's just kind it's of boring, boring, honestly. Yeah. Like, nothing so happens, really. Well, and also like... They try and do a twist in the thing, but you are if you've seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxies, you know the twist. Is, so it's like I don't, you With know what I mean? Cat? No, I didn't know about that. Um, you can you spoil it? Yeah, I mean it's fine. In the movie, the, the people that you think are good are the bad guys because they're called the Accusers or whatever, and it's like the Ronin's <laughs> in it from Guardians of the Galaxy, like the first one. He's the guy with oh, the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're talking to him like he's an ally, and you're like, all right, well, clearly these people aren't going to be good. And then the people that you're that that she like not only kills but like massacres in the, in the beginning of the movie and all that. You know what I mean? 
Or the actual good guys. Isn't that the twist from uh, Ender's Game? Yeah. It's like the exact... Well, the twist in Ender's Game is that, like, he's been playing these training simulations, but the whole time he's really just been killing people. Yeah, but... By the thousands. The, uh... The tagline on the poster kind of spoils that because it's like this ain't no game. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, wait a minute, it was it wasn't no game. You're like what? What? He's like, are you telling me this ain't no game? <laughs> Harrison Ford and Ben Kingsley for some reason. And neither of them act like they want to be in that movie at all. Well, I, I really don't think either of them did. Do you, I saw a trailer for that movie Replicas. I kind of want to watch that because it does not look good. Is that it's Keanu the Reeves? Keanu Reeves one where you like it's basically a pet cemetery in the future with robots. Oh, yeah, that looks oh, really bad. Yeah. The weird thing about Keanu Reeves is, like, he keeps doing these performances where everyone's like, yeah, he's back, and then he keeps doing these other, like, shit movies. Like, what was the... What's that channel we watched where it's, like, pretty much it? Yeah. And they, there's a whole Netflix movie about, like, these people that are... This guy's house-sitting Keanu Reeves' house. Remember that? Oh, yeah. What the fuck? I, I, just, I vaguely remember that. And who... It, one of the chicks from, like, Baywatch is in it. Pamela Anderson, my wife. Um, Rob. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so it's like this. It's like, why would you agree to do that? Well, what was that movie, the Eli Roth one, where he like the two chicks show up at his home? Shit, that movie sucks. What a terrible movie. Eli Roth kind of sucks as a director, dude. He's really bad. I, I mean, love him as a person. If Hostel I ever... and Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever is great. It has like a total like seventies, eighties feel to it, yeah. and like. Hostel, I thought was good. The it's first like, hostel is pretty good. I like that. I I'm not good with like eye torture gore, so that yeah. whole scene freaks me out. And I haven't seen anything since then that I thought was worth a damn, including Hostel too, because it opens with him with them tracking him down and killing him, which kind of makes sense. But it's also it's such an it it just it's such an edgy thing. It to ruins do. the first movie if you yeah. think about it. It's like well. I mean, what was the point of him escaping and getting revenge? Yeah, there was like a whole like redemption arc. Like there was like a narrative that they ruined. That was the best part of the first movie too. Is like he tracks the guy down in the bathroom and cuts his hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and then him, him him and escaping with the other girl, and she sees how ugly she looks, so she jumps in front of the train. Like it. That that's that's a good movie where it's like a horror movie, but then it says something about society and beauty standards and all that, and you know. We really live in a society. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) 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 Fucking uh, society out of ten, but. uh, Oh yeah, uh, that Joe Bob thing. He does the movie Society, which yeah, I don't know if you've seen that. But the movie's fucking incredible. Can you put that lid on? So we should totally watch that. And and so so should everyone at home. Look up the movie Society. It's an '80s horror movie. Has I have to. Out of all the streaming apps that you can get, I think Shutter is probably the most worth it. Shut, dude. If you like horror movies, Shutter like has got you covered because they have documentaries about horror movies. They have classic horror movies. They have like foreign, like Asian horror movies. They have like modern and they stuff. Also have, um, and they have a ton of like '80s stuff that's which is the stuff. best genre. Yeah, and they have like a lot of original things that look good too that I just haven't watched. Plus, they now they're doing this thing where they they have Netflix style clout, so they have the exclusive rights to stream Mandy, and they have the exclusive rights to that one. Um, Under the Skin, I think it's what it's called. It's like a really rare uh, movie with Visual Morgenstein from like the late '80s, where it's like about like vampires living on like a ranch or something. It's supposed to be like incredible. I've never seen it. It's like it's been for years. It's been really Not hard to, be to track. Confused out. With that movie with Scarlett Johansson. No, that's called. That's uh, called Under the Skin too. I think maybe I'm, maybe this is called something different than it's something. This, oh, it's called in the Invisible Skin or something like that. I don't know, but it's. It's one of those movies I've been looking for forever. I've never been able to find now, now that's out. And then, oh, that one one take of the dead. It's like this new uh, Japanese zombie movie that's supposed to be like really amazing. They got the exclusive rights for that. And something else that just came out recently, too, that sounded interesting. 
So yeah, and well, the thing is too, it's Shutter, but like it's actually that Verve app, which is owned by yeah. Crunchyroll. So I get like all that anime shit for free too. On top of that, and they have the Nickelodeon. What for eight bucks a month or something? I think it's like five, and because you, you also bad. have Nick Rewind, so it's a bunch of like classic Nick cartoons, and they have Boomerang, so it's like old um, like Hanna Barbera and, and WB yeah. stuff. So it's definitely worth if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I at first I was like, why were you paying for this? And then like the the last drive-in is amazing. Like, I like yeah, you show. know why? Because it's a lot of horror movies that I'm like. Oh, I've always like been meaning to watch that. I just never got around to it. And now that you have someone to like watch it with, kind I of, where he like, like explains Chud. everything. Yeah, Chud kind of sucked, but I watched uh, Chud too, Bud the Chud, and uh, it was, <laughs> it, was actually, it was actually a better movie. I thought Bud the Chud. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you got me, dude. Uh, that was cool. <laughs> it's a brilliant name, honestly. Well, it's kind of like. Um, the original prom night, which they remade, and I watched the remake too, and it sucked too. That movie blows. But uh, it was PG thirteen. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, it's like it's so boring, but people, I think people love it because it's her right after Halloween. Yeah. But prom night two, Hello Mary Lou, is a much better sequel. <laughs> like, uh, was that around the time with like Electric Boogaloo and all that? So people were just adding. Yeah. Weird which, words? by the way, I said this last time we hung out, but we got to watch. There's a documentary called Electric Boogaloo, and it's about Canon Films and how they like were just this really cheap exploitation company and they made they made uh break in and break into electric boogaloo and then they also made like uh over the top which is the sylvester stallone i watched movie that a long time ago that makes no sense where he's like arm wrestling and then breaks yeah. the guy's arm it's so gross but uh basically they they had like a bunch of money because they made all the death wish sequels and they were like we want we want to get sylvester stallone in one of our movies uh what, what would it take to get him to like get in one of our movies and his agent asked him and he was like i'm not doing that tell him like a billion dollars or whatever i can't remember what the actual number was but it was like like 10 million or something like astronomical and they were he was like yeah he'll pick a, he'll be in any movie you want for 10 million so they were like okay we got it and like and then he's like oh okay so that's why he's in this like shitty trucker movie which is also one of nicholas winding reference or no uh Ryan Ryan Gosling said that was his favorite movie. Somebody asked, like, "What's your favorite movie?" He said, "Over the." Was he joking though? Probably. I mean, he seems like a troll, but that movie, for those who don't know, is literally like about a trucker who enters a arm wrestling contest so he can like be with his son again or something. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. Nothing about (laughs) it makes any sense, and it's like it's the typical. It's almost like if Rocky had that Rocky music, but for arm wrestling. Yeah, it's like, like a, a movie about arm wrestling. It's it's as exciting as you would think it would be. Yeah, and like the climax of the movie is he breaks this dude's arm, and it looks gross. So there's that. I don't know why I, th- I just thought of this, but you know what else is great is The Wizard. I watched that again recently. It's like, so like for being a movie about like the Nintendo, it's such a great movie. Like it's like a I don't and and again, what's his, we keep seeing movies with that dude in it. Um, uh, from Heather's, what's that guy's name? I always forget his name. Uh, the main character. Yeah. Oh, um, Patrick Stewart. No, uh, from True Romance. Yeah, he's great. I love him. I was one of I can't remember. I can never remember that dude, that fucking dude's Christian name. Christian Slater. Yeah, he's great in everything. Gleaming the Cube. I rewatched that recently too. That's a fucking great movie. Dude, I would be down to watch that here. I, I watched that at Uncle Jim's for the first time. That movie's classic. Um, that movie should be remade. I feel like <laughs> that'd be fucking cool. Heather's is fucking great though. Yeah, it's just funny when people are like. Heather's has a lot to say about society. You mean, I was like, you mean at the end of the movie when he talks about society, when he literally tells you the point of the movie yeah. before he blows himself up? Yeah, it's not, it, that's one of those movies, I like that movie a lot, but it's not like, everything's everything's out in the open. They're, they're not trying to mask it. It's like but a, I, I almost feel like he's like, all right, I don't want you guys to misinterpret what I'm trying to say here. Well, it's like a parody. It's like, it's over the top on purpose to like beat the point home of what the movie's about. Yeah. It's, it's not trying to be subtle. You know what else is a great high school movie, though, uh, is Election. I was thinking about that again the other day. That's a fucking great movie. Yeah. I also, 
was like, I don't want to watch Three O'clock High again. And then you put it on, and J- I walked in, and you and Jake were I'm like, oh yeah, this movie's great. I love that. It's like one of my all time favorites, and I only just saw it a couple of years ago. But there's something about that movie that's just fucking. It's like I don't know. It's so perfect. I know I've seen it a thousand times, but I'm overdue for seeing Big Trouble in Little China again. Same. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. It's like. Well, no, I actually took Cole to see it like a couple months ago at the, Did at the like old movie theater. Yeah, he, he thought it was amazing, and he was right. But uh, let's uh, let's get into your. Oh wait, before I have some some notes. Here, I think. Pull these up. There they are. Pull it shit up, Danny. Um, oh, I was going to say, so I was listening to this other podcast, and he was like, man, you ever been in a food fight? And they went into how in the 80s they were in high school, and they actually got into a legit food fight. And I was like, did we ever have a food fight at Calvary? I feel like we did, but I don't think so. I don't think. Like, Doesn't ring a bell. I think that, I'd remember that. That would be something we'd remember, right? But uh, just it was this hilarious story about how uh, he was saying that his friends like, hey, before the year's over, we need to get in a food fight because we're like seniors and all that. And then randomly one day he's like, are you ready? He's like, ready for what? And he just like grabbed his like milkshake and a hot dog and threw it across like the fucking cafeteria. And then suddenly everyone started doing it. And he was like, it was even better than you would see in a movie and all that. And he's like, 25 years later this day, they still do not allow um, milkshakes like in that that school or whatever. And because no one, like, fessed up to who started it or whatever, he said for the rest of that year, they, like, had to sit in silence (laughs) during their lunch and all that. And I was like, that sounds like some Calvary shit. Because there were certain times, like, during the rainy days and all that, they're like, no one's allowed to talk. So you'd just be sitting there at your table, and if you started talking, like, shut up. Dude, you're right, yeah. Like, it was weird. weird. That was really weird that they made it. You know what used to piss the yard duty people (laughs) off at any school I went to was uh, if you popped your bag of chips. (laughs) You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, like you stepped on them? Well, no, like if you do like the hand oh, clap the with like the line. little oh. mini Doritos. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it was one of those things where you're like, you're not going to get away with it because they'll just walk around and inspect and see whose Doritos were obliterated. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what that reminded me of. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. And I said it the other night when you guys were here, but he tells a story about how he's like, he's like, you ever just listen when like old, old people talk? And he's like, I was going to buy this guy's Chevelle and I looked at it and he's like, I didn't know how to talk to him. So I was just like, man, that's really something. And he like turned to me with like it just stared deep into my soul and he's like you know what's really something he's like what he's like grab your dick when it's hard and he's like you put one hand on it and then put your other hand on it and if anything's poking out of the top that's something (laughs) (laughs) and that led me to remember that one of the weirdest things and it's stuck with me to this day and i think about at least once a month is uh i won't say his name but this one guy we're hanging out at football practice and he's like you guys got to listen up here. You can be a bridge builder your whole life, but if you suck one cock, you're a cocksucker. And I remember I was like, what? And <laughs> that man turned out to be gay later on. And I'm not saying that that's good or bad, but I'm just like, all right, well, clearly this man had an internal conflict. He was <laughs> trying to put it onto us. And I think you know what I'm talking about, right, Rob? Shout out to that guy. Yeah, isn't that that guy that turned out, he like went on to build bridges? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He works in construction now. Yeah, he's a construction worker. On, didn't, on he have, didn't he have like spiky hair sometimes? All the times. All the times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My bad. I don't know. I remember that. <laughs> There's certain people uh-huh. that went to our school that turned out to be gay, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I, I knew the whole time." And I'm like, "Was I just oblivious? I, I, I guess I didn't have a gaydar at that time." Um, you know why? Because <laughs> weirdly enough, I feel like. There's some people that are that are gay, and then there's some people that are just really, really Christian, and it comes across as being kind of gay. You're like, oh, you're kind of sure. gay for God, huh? Like, you're just a little, 
little too gay for for the Lord, I guess. I don't know. Is it? And again, all three of us here support gay rights and all that kind of stuff. But I have. It's like there's nothing gayer than like someone who's ultra Christian to me. That's what I'm saying. It's very. It's very similar. <laughs> And I don't it's mean kind of, that. Because think about, like, um, we were just watching that Disney documentary, and, and it's, like, it made me think about, like, some people that were really into, like, um, the worship band and shit, it's not that different from if you were, like, really into, like, Broadway, like, musical theater and shit. Yeah. Like, you get, like, really excited about... And again, there's like, nothing I don't negative know. about that, but it is gay. It definitely, it feels kind of like, there. there's, like, especially, I just think, um, then again, sometimes I wonder, too, it's like, oh, maybe they were just... Uh, overcompensating like look how christian i am because because they're because <laughs> they're gay and it's like oh like you know and, and they were literally on fire cool. for the lord they yeah were, they were a flamer as they would say back in the day it's like you can't say that obviously but no but on fire I know for the lord yeah i know exactly what you mean though like they're also those are the worst people when you look at them now Which, i'm not gonna gays? name it no no oh i'm I was not like, gonna name any names. i can't endorse that i don't know no gay people Stand. are fine they're doing good I'm happy they can get married and all that. Um, I'm talking about the people that... Didn't that didn't sound sincere. It is. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I wouldn't want anyone to not be able to do what they want to do. That sucks. Um, you need to tread lightly on this topic. On Christianity? I no, mean, my point was the people know, that do were... Do you remember... The- I don't mean to cut you off again, but do you, <laughs> do you remember one time we were cleaning out our room and uh, Dad, like, because he's a hoarder, was going through all the stuff that we were getting rid of and he pulled out a Bible. He's like, the Holy Bible? Because it says on the... Co- <laughs> On the cover, it said the Holy Bible, and he just read it like it was a very dramatic reading. He was like, "The Holy Bible, you're gonna throw away the Holy Bible." And we're like, "It's not even ours. It was some kid we actually took home, like which is so weird that you had another kid's Bible." That's we're gonna steal something, steal a Bible. You know, what I'm I saying? think it was Richard Ramirez, and now he's dead. No, that's Richard Sanchez, <laughs> and Richard no. Ramirez is a serial killer. You're right. Richard Sanchez <laughs> is the person I was thinking of. Yeah, so but also Richard Ramirez, I think, is dead too. Wrong. So. Well, I would hope so if he's a serial killer. Uh, no, what I was trying to say was the people that were, like, leading worship and the people that were, like, pastors' kids and all that, and they were, like, always... Like, I had a guy... You remember Josh, dude, from fucking Valley Christian? He was, like... Purestine? <laughs> no. <laughs> remember that picture where it was all the tags? Oh, my God. Amazing. Anyway. Uh, he was, like, say God. And I was, like, God. He's, like, say it again. And I was, like, God. And he's like, say it one more time. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, see, God. that's that's kind of gay, dude. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> good God. And I was like, God. And he like literally got up in, from his Native American seating style and uh, ran to the teacher. What do they call that now? Uh, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> is that, is Him that? saying that to you just reminded me of like when you'd go like in the bathroom and like turn off the lights, he'd look in the mirror or whatever and say Bloody Mary. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Say Candyman. Yeah, exactly. God. Uh, if you say God three times, God will appear. God. If only. <laughs> so, but he ran and told on me, and I got I had to go nose and toes for fucking. For hour. what? I don't for understand. For saying the Lord's name in vain. To for being instructed to do so. You I didn't say like God damn. You just said God. <laughs> well, and then uh, remember one one time Travis Canal and like what a clusterfuck of a human now uh, was like, hey, do this with your hand, and he put like my hand up as uh, with all five fingers facing up, oh, and then God. he's like, now put your pinky in, and I was like, okay, and he's like, now put your, this one in the ring finger, and oh, then, and then yeah. he made me make the middle finger. And then he's like, now keep one. it there. Now wave it around at everybody. Like you just don't care. <laughs> and I did that. And he ran and fucking told on me. Went to school with a bunch of snitches now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. Well, I remember one time when I went to camp, uh, uh, everybody was, I can't remember why, but everyone was doing like the pull my finger thing. And I was like, pull my finger. But then I remembered that like, 
I had a bandaid on my index finger. I was like, okay, pull my finger. And I use, and I didn't, I never, it was like, that was how I got introduced to the middle finger. Cause I remember like getting it, like the kid tattled on me and I got in trouble and I just started crying. I was like, I don't even know. Like I don't. And he's like, you really don't know. And I just remember the guy being like, it was Dan Coyasso. You remember that guy? Like, yeah, I remember him being like, he's like, you don't, he's like, you don't understand the middle finger. I was like, no, I don't know what it means. <laughs> he had to explain to me. Like, and he was like best friends with dad too, which is the funniest thing about it. Like, yeah. and then dad's like, yeah, I don't, I really don't think he knows what that is. Do you, we've talked about it a long time ago on this podcast, but I remember Miss Stacy came out wearing a white tank top, and I didn't. Again, it was, it was Water Fun Day, or it was Water oh, Sports Day at work at school. I mean, she came out, and I had a water gun. And you know, you know, kids are just sitting there <laughs> idle, waiting, like fucking pumping that water gun. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm gonna get someone with this fucking thing. You're like, yeah, a lot of water balloons that day too. And uh, she so. came out, and she's like, um, I'm wearing a white T-shirt, so nobody spray me. And I was like, hey, like a split <laughs> second later, Lisa's like, I, I got you. I opened fire on her breastuses and uh, revealed everything for everybody, and I got in a lot of trouble for that. But at the time, I was like five or six. I didn't know anything about tits. I was trying to get familiar. So, you all right, dude? Choking on your Coke. Don't vape, kids. Vanilla Coke, dude. dude. Vanilla Coke for your vape. (laughs) Not cocaine. Why are you doing Coke? Oh, man. But anyway, (coughs) that happened a few times, and I just remember they'd be like, say God. And I'm like, God, I don't, what's wrong with this? I don't buy that. That's stupid. Did that happen? No, like, that's. Why? You're like, Willie, you're not telling the truth. It's just, that's, I mean, like, if you said, God damn, like, I could see them being upset, but it, just because you said, although, like, I was going to say this earlier, but one time I got yelled at for saying, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I got yelled at a lot. That's fucking stupid. School, What's wrong with that? For for requesting assistance from your Lord. Yeah, really. I, it, what, in Spanish, is that is that ideas mio? Yeah. That's, uh, I hear that all the time. What's wrong with that? It's, like, fun, yeah. it's just fun to say, too. It's way more dramatic than, oh, my God. It's like, Dios mio. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I um, was at a gas station. This guy was backing up, and he was getting really close to this lady's car. And she's like, "Dios mío!" Like that whole thing. I was like, "There was okay." You're fine. There, there was some comedian I remember from like the '80s or something, maybe the '90s. It's a weird way to put that. What's, what's comedian? That's like the word for a female comedian. Uh, huh? What? Yeah, Com- comedian. Comedian. How's it spelled? C o m e d i e n n. Oh, okay. I, I think. <laughs> Here's Wait, the thing. what? <laughs> Are you making this Is up? Is that really how it's spelled? It's real. Don't make me Google this. <laughs> I need uh, you to no, Google I'm, it. No one, no, no one here is doubting you. I'm just asking if you're fucking around. Um, you're doubting Thomas right now, dude. Here's the thing. I remember someone was like, you guys need to refer to them as actresses. And I yeah, was it's, like, it's that. It's like here that. is the thing. I respect everybody, you know so I'm going to refer to them as gladiatrix. No, I didn't. How is that not a movie title? Like Gladiatrix? I could see that being, or like a comic book or something. Here's my thing. If you're an actor, that doesn't have a gender to me. So if, I respect you the same as if you're a male or If you think about it in terms of like an actor being like one who acts, it's like, uh, there's no, it's not a, that's not a gender. Well, uh, like a, the actor is the same thing as you're like, oh, it's a driver. Like, well, a driver can refer to yeah, a exactly. male or female exactly or what whatever sex you prefer. But there's like, actor that's fine. and actress, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, they were. Some people I always prefer. Think it's weird. If you think of acting as an activity in the way that, like Willie said, though, like driving is, there's no gender like pronoun for a driver. There should you're, be. You're just the driver of the car. If you respect <clears throat> women and men and their 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 art and craft and all that, just call them an actor. This is the closest we get to virtue signaling. Yeah, this is being true. logical. I yeah, that's really what it is. It's just me thinking logically. That's why you're like, uh, 
comedian, and I'm like, uh, I think it's just a comedian to me. <laughs> no, it's comedian. Like, I get it, but I'm saying that, like, to <clears> me, they're, just all, it's they're, not all, they're like, all comedians. I don't know. That's the word. But there was this chick that uh, her one of her jokes was about... Uh, What's her occupation? She was a, a comedian. <laughs> and... Uh, God damn it, I can't remember. Oh, no, she was talking about, she's like, I went to see The, the Blob, the one, the 80s remake, and she's like, uh, and she went to like, uh, there's something about being in New York, and she was like, this lady in front of me with like a thick Spanish accent, she, like, she was just like, my God, The Blob, it is so hungry. And it's like, <laughs> we're just like, what? Like, I don't know, dude, people say stupid shit when you're in the movie theater. Like, I always hear people like, just say the dumbest shit where you're like, shut up. Like, what are you doing? I can't repeat verbatim what he said because I'm not black, but the, again, I put that in the chat. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard is I went to drop off um, something at a hospital and this one guy was like, hey, it's a good Friday. And I was like, they're all pretty good. And like this one guy was like, good Friday, you fucking wish. Like <laughs> it just, the way he said it with the amount of disdain was was perfect. I loved it. But he added the N word at the end of it. And it I, wasn't a good Friday at all. Yeah. Well, and then I I went to the school district for the first thing in the morning, and this guy's like, it's Good Friday. And I was like, what's for good? who? I was like, what's good about it? And he's <laughs> like, it's the day, uh, you know, and then he like paused, and I was like, do you not know what Good Friday is and all that? And he's like, yeah, it's like... Um, it's like uh, Ice Cube and... It's the uh, <laughs> it's the day they, they killed him? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I literally, I was like, I thought I knew. I said, do you guys know what it That's is? That's when you're like, maybe. I don't know either, sir. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I was just... You know, he, he seemed unsure, and then I started judging him. It was like that Chappelle show joke where he was like, I didn't know that shit either. Like, <laughs> so, do you know what it is? I'm sure Eric talked about it. Uh, Yeah. No, no, I don't. Is there a porn <laughs> star yet named Ash Wednesday? <laughs> 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 That's a perfect porn star name, wow. honestly. Like, <laughs> Does she have to have, like, ash on her forehead the whole time? I guess, I don't know. Well, I, just, I, I think you could use something else to replace the ash, but it would be towards the end of the true. scene. Yeah, that's like your signature thing. I was thinking, I, I thought of another, another. I don't know, multiple guys. One guy's hitting it from the vertical angle and one guy's going horizontally. It's like. I was thinking of another one sorry, the other day and I was going to text about it, but I forgot. <laughs> but uh, when I remember it, I'll let you know. Because that's what I do with my time. I just, I'm like, because certain things are like, that. that's a porn star name for sure. Like, ash Wednesday is a fucking porn star name for sure. How is that? I'm saying, like, how is how is no one used that? I don't know about that one, man. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I can see where you're coming from, but (laughs) we always a fucking oh. Okay, I was like, okay, there there should be if there (laughs) if there was twin porn stars could be (laughs) uh, April (laughs) April showers and May flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Those are porn star names, dude. April showers. That's a fucking porn star. She's in the piss and shit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And Mayflowers? Oh, my God. Anyway. The Mayflower, dude. What else you got? Those are pretty great. Plymouth Rock. It could be a dude's name. I mean, (laughs) what a cock. (laughs) 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 Fucking Jesus, dude. Those are pretty great. I'm not going to lie. Don't don't be surprised if I recycle those for a. A movie joke Please or something. Do. I don't know. Because I, I was like, as soon as I thought, I was like, okay, April Showers needs to be a porn star. Like, you just have a, a guy walk in a room. He's like, I'd like you to meet April Showers. Oh yeah. And then, okay. And so I was thinking, flowers. I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, you know those uh, movie or there's there's all these things now where these kids are like asking like uh, celebrities to go with them to the prom. And I was like, you do a movie where like a like a, a okay. Here's my idea. Here's my pitch. There's a movie about uh, a kid who's like a senior in high school and he finds out he's dying of terminal cancer. So he asks his favorite porn star to go to the prom with him. 
And then they, it's like about, it's like one night with them at the prom and like their bonding moments and shit. And it's like, but you make it like a serious drama, but it's like, isn't that that movie, The Girl Next Door? April Shower. Is that what that that, is? That's instantly what came into my head, but he doesn't have terminal cancer. Oh, you're right. Well, the movie is like, what's that movie about? This guy lives next door to a girl who's he considers to be hot. She's attractive and all that. And then he hangs out with her and it turns out she was in a porno and all that. Yeah. And he takes her to prom and like the whole school finds out and stuff. I might have to watch that just to make sure. I mean, I and then like, to, he's like a geek it. and all of his, it's the Emil Hirsch. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a geek and all of his friends are nerds and all that too. And then like, they all go to prom with like porn underrated. stars. What? Speed racer movie was pretty underrated. Yeah. He's really good in that into the wild and he was great in the autopsy Jane Doe. Oh yeah. That was him. <laughs> I already know what you're laughing about. The, <laughs> the autopsy. I really gotta trim my beard, dude. Like, it's just, <laughs> just that's your mustache, it. by the way. Yeah, but this is like the longest I've ever let it go, and it's just like <laughs> the autopsy. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, for our listeners, let's let's, let's get into it. the movies. All right, here's part two of uh. Oh, hold on. I've been waiting skip. to talk about this for a while. I literally just looked at my notes. I keep. For three months now, I've been wanting to talk about this. Just forget, and I finally made a note of it. There's a homeless guy on the uh, when you get off the freeway ramp. I'm sure you've seen him because you take the freeway exit. I do, and he has a sign that says uh, "Starting over." I have a plan, and it's like we're now three months into it. I'm like, what's your plan? He doesn't have enough uh, capital yet. You know, he needs investors. And then uh, one of them well, just Speaking had of, I listened to that Dropout podcast. Everyone should totally listen to that. What's that? It's the one about uh, whatever that chick's name was that uh, she ran Theranos and was like a complete bullshit artist. And like she was like obsessed with Steve Jobs. So she started wearing turtleneck sweaters and she talked with like a fake deep voice. I, the whole thing is so cringe, dude. And then just like they got all they got all these scientists to look into it. And they're like, yeah, that's not real. You can't do what she's she had this, this system design where it was like. She could take uh, like a pinprick drop of blood and run like a million tests off of it and find out like if you had like cancer or like even like high blood sugar or just like any any kind of blood test you would run. They could do it all off of one single uh, blood drop of blood. And they were like, and every person that she showed it to who was like a like a medical doctor or a science like a research scientist or whatever, they all immediately were like, "That's literally impossible. There's no way you could ever do that. That's just not going to work." And she'd be like, "Uh huh, okay." And then and then. Instead, would go to like super rich people who don't know anything about uh, medicine, and would just pretend like she was super smart and be like, "Yeah, here's the idea," and they'd be like, "Wow, that sounds like it's going to change the world," which is what every single person on the podcast is like. Uh, I thought we were going to change the world. Like, I thought I was investing in this thing that was like going to change the world, and it's like, no, it's just again, just like the fire festival documentary. It's like, oh, we're we're living in like the age of people just ripping everybody off. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, and. They're all like, wow, gee, we didn't see that one coming. And then there's the one guy. Because boomers don't understand the internet. That's what it comes down to, honestly, is because they all these boomers got scammed because they they, they were like, well, you couldn't just lie and have a company. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, that it happened before and it's going to happen again. Well, there's like that one boomer Facebook poster. It was like, I can't believe my grandson doesn't know how to change his oil in his car or whatever. And then he comments on it. It's like, Grandma, I had to help you fucking post this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so there's your trade-off. You... Dipshits get scammed all the time on the phone. It honestly makes me mad that like we're now at a time where like phone scams are at an all time high. Like it's becoming an epidemic because people seen. are falling for them. It's stupid. Yeah, I was like, you know how you always used to see those those. I'm talking to the young generation. The people that are listening to the podcast are probably not above forty. I would imagine if you are, you know, that's fine. You're allowed to be here. But uh, mm. boomers, 
Like you'd see these posts on like the side of Facebook or MySpace or whatever. It was like win a free iPhone and all that. Just click here. And it's like, who's falling for that? And then you realize that it's boomers. It's not young people. Joel's smarter than that. He wouldn't click on that to get a free iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I keep getting Chinese like voice recordings on my phone. Have you guys gotten that yet? Not Chinese. No. I assume Spanish. it's Chinese. Well, it'll be like a, you answer the phone and it'll immediately start playing this audio recording of like a Chinese lady and she's like uh, speaking Chinese. I can't. <laughs> I almost, how, does, how does it sound? Like, hello? Do you need help? <laughs> she's like, hello, I'm Chinese. No, it's just really, really, really. <laughs> you laughing, dude? What's going on uh, over there? You want me it? to do an impersonation of it? <laughs> kind of. I can't. For for politically correct reasons. Okay. I can't. But uh I'm Wait, every time pause t- it real quick. Why? Alright. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Holy shit. That's that's Best Bros after hours, dude. <laughs> best Bros after that. dark. You gotta pay to hear that content. Jesus Christ. Um uh, let's get back to the movie shit because I it's already ten o'clock. Is it? Fuck. Alright, well we're at forty nine minutes right now, so Forty-eight thirty. Um, so next on the list was Isle of Dogs, which you guys didn't see that, or no, I didn't get a chance to. I, it's. I mean, on if you like Wes Anderson, it's definitely I'll rent it. Probably it's worth watching. It's good. It's cool. Has like, oh yeah, that, that movie had controversy. Remember because people were saying it was um, cultural appropriation because it was like uh, all about Japan and Wes Anderson's not from Japan and it like white people were playing. Yeah, he hired an entire cast of Japanese people to play it. And, I, I re- uh, that one that seems like people. I mean. Yeah, I know. I know. Everyone's you know waiting with bated breath to hear a straight white male's opinion, but I, that one seems like everybody's kind of overreacting a little bit because it's like, I don't know. Like I so I'm, there's some times where I'm like, yeah, I see your point on that, but it's like that's that one seems like like a the one I could see was the Ghost in the Shell. I'm like, yeah, we didn't need to have Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I, I could see why. Was... But but at the, see, that's another one too that I, I argued against because it's like. Well, here's the thing. You're right, and it should be a Japanese person. But if it's we, also if, your fault for not supporting Japanese actors. I was going to say, if, if we want this to sell in like uh, mostly Asian countries, like if people people are, are going to go see Scarlett Johansson in China because they love the Avengers over there, you know what I mean? Like they might not go true. see some Japanese person. You know like, who did it right was uh, Korea. Will use uh, Byung Hun Lee. He's the guy from Bittersweet Life and, you know, for the people listening. That guy's good, yeah. He's a great actor. And uh, they'll use him and he'll come over and it's like that will then get Korean audiences to want to see whatever movie he's, he's in in American. Well, what was that he speaks English too, right? <clears throat> yeah, he speaks pretty good English. Was that chick's name like Fa Bing Bing or something? Like Fa Bing Bing? What's that song? That Kanye song? That's not it. <laughs> uh, we should have not recorded uh, that. Uh, but <laughs> he goes, ah, ding, ding, ding. The, the, um, like Rin, I thought they were saying like Rin Tin Tin, like that dog that fights snakes or whatever. Does anyone it's remember the, that? What Kanye song is that? I know, I know I what you're talking about. What? It was in a commercial for some movie, so that's why I remember it. I know what you're talking about. I think it's off the life of Pablo. Anyway, it probably. sorry about that, China. Uh, but that she's like the most famous, like. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I got stabbed in the hand, all the way through the hand, by the way. Well, wait, first like, of all, let's preface this by saying that I, I saw a post on, on was not Instagram, uh, uh, Snapchat, where it was just like, do you have a, uh, like a pencil, like, were you stabbed with a pencil and have a mark still? Like, you're not alone. And I was like, yeah. as a matter of fact, I was like, literally, right? Actually, you could still me see too. it. I have one right here. That's yeah. right there. That's fucking funny. I, I don't know why right. that is, but like, yeah, Christopher Hendricks stabbed me with a pencil and, uh, got away with it. Didn't get it in trouble. Uh, 
You're dying slowly of lead poisoning, dude. That's what I always think. I'm no, like, it's graphite. It's like, it's such a weird oh. spot. It makes me think of like Jesus getting nailed to the cross because it's in such a weird, like right above my wrist spot. And it's like, that's where mine kind of is too. It's weird. It's creepy. I don't know. I don't like to look at it. I also have the scars from Willie. Uh, oh, that's the Kendrick song. I just realized that's his freestyle. Oh, you're right. I yeah. Knew was from, why did I think Kanye? Because they did no more parties in LA. I'm racist. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, this, uh, well, that, that's the wrong album. This one. Anyway, next on the list was, uh, it's not like you're saying Rin Tin Tin, the dog that like fights snakes or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, in, or was that Ricky Ticky Tabby? Yeah, that's what he's it was. He's the, the mongoose that fights, I remember that cartoon. That was, that was kind of lit. He's like, it's also a book, right? He like, man, I gotta look that up. That'd be a cool. Isn't that, that was written by the same dude who wrote Sherlock Holmes. I don't think so. Yeah, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Was that? Yeah, that's definitely oh, that not true. Familiar. I feel like, was that on Boomerang? Well, let me look it up real quick. Oh, I didn't do. <laughs> um, in like second or third grade, I got stabbed in the hand by a kid whose actual name is Song S O N G Chong, C H O N G. So, I don't know. But every now and again, I think about that, and I don't know why he stabbed me in the hand with a pencil, but I got to go home early, so that was cool. Lucky. Oh, it was Rudy Rudyard Kipling. Run, oh, that's what I was thinking too. Um, the guy that did Jungle Book. Yeah. Okay. So I was off, but I read that in the same year. The fuck. Look. I'm trying to remember. Right, maybe I was thinking of something else. I don't know why I always think about this. Like, shit was intense. You said it was ten already. It's only nine forty. That's ten, dude. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so next on my list was "Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot," which is that uh, Walking oh, was Phoenix. It good? Yeah, and Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, right? I always get Jonah Hill and Jonah Ray confused for some reason. But it's like Walking Phoenix is this cartoonist um, who draws like really like edgy, like kind of dark humor cartoons, uh, and he he's like an alcoholic who hits rock bottom, like. Him and, like, this guy who's played by Jack Black are, like, uh, out, they're, like, drinking and driving, and they get hit in a car accident, and, like, he gets, like, mangled. Basically, like, he can't walk anymore. And the way, like, uh, he gets, like, works through it is, like, by drawing and stuff. And he goes to this, like, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting with um, this guy played by Jonah Hill, who's, like, Jonah Hill's fucking great in it. I don't know. <laughs> it was really great. It's, like, really funny, and, like, but it's also really interesting. And Walking Phoenix is just such a fucking great actor in it, and, like, it's really sad, too, like, it definitely will like make you cry. What like he that? like it's called. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Which that's uh, pretty fucking funny too, because it's like he's, he's in, in a wheelchair. wheelchair. But the, the weirdest thing about it was, I got like halfway through and I was like, wait a minute, I think I know who this guy is. And I don't know if you remember this cartoon on Nickelodeon called Pelswick about like a kid who was in a wheelchair and he had a guardian angel that would like follow him around. No, I don't. Doesn't sound familiar. It was. I remember fucking hating that show. It was so boring. It was like, and it had, like the art on it was so fucking bad. But then, like, I recognized the art because it's the same fucking guy. This guy in the wheelchair. I was like, oh shit! I like, I knew I recognized that from somewhere. It was really, it was a really wow. weird thing to just suddenly remember. I don't know. Uh, here's one we actually had seen. The next on my list is Bad Times with the El Royale. Yeah, I like that a lot. Which uh, interesting that that and Hotel Artemis came out in the same year because they're both about like hotels. I liked Hotel Artemis a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, that movie was cool, though. Great cast. It's like... I love John Hamm in that. Yeah, really. John Hamm was hilarious in whatever we watched last night. Oh, yeah. That was, I don't even remember what it was called. 
It was like crazy was something. A, was it a go oh, crazy? It's like a documentary, like a like a kind of like the really? American Vandals. Style. Yeah, it was a it was like a mockumentary joking, about yeah. a guy who's trying to get a DJ to play at his wedding. Wait, is that the the new documentary now? No, no. I think it might be. No, it's a completely different show, but it's same premise, and it had the guy and he's there has a few people from SNL, and then it has um. His name is DJ Skizzard, Slizzard or Slizzard something, or something yeah. like that, and he—it's John Hamm, and his character went to prison for, um, for like having sex slaves in his basement and all that, and like he totally did it. And the whole point, he goes, he's like, "Hey man, you need to get me out of here." He's like, "Well, how am I gonna get you out of here?" He's like, "Well, you're filming a documentary about me, right?" He's like, "Well, I was filming one about me," and he's like, "All right, well, if you start filming it about me, then maybe we can get a documentary." He's like, "Look, all those people got retrials and all that, and it's like the whole like the whole thing is really funny, and it's just John Hamm is like the funniest part in there." Yeah. And it's called Party Monster? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. It was pretty good, I'm not going to lie. Especially because yeah. we just threw it on because John Hamm in the trailer was really funny. Like he, there's like security footage of him and his Stater Brothers or whatever and he's like in the tampon section and he's like drunk and he's like, I need tampons, I need to know that I can go swimming and, and like and be safe and all that kind of yeah. stuff like that. They're like, sir, you have to come with us. Like, <laughs> So apparently it's a meta joke from Unbreakable Kimmy Sh- Schmidt. From yeah, season, she's in it, I guess. Season four. So I guess what? he's... I don't know. That's weird. I don't, know, I don't trust Willie's opinions on movies anymore. So, <laughs> Look at your phone, episode three of season four of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt apparently was uh, disguised as a fake crime documentary from within the Kimmy Schmidt universe, and this is that full movie now? Yeah, it was That's, pretty good. It's weird that it was still an g- enjoyable movie if you didn't know any of that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching the first season and thinking it was cool, but then I just uh, I didn't care to keep watching it. Anyway, Bad Times the El Royale was was a weird movie. It's great. It's by the guy that made a uh, Cabin in the Woods. It's like this hotel that's like half of it's on Nevada and half of it's on California, like like state line yeah. and like uh just like a bunch <clears throat> of people show up and everybody has like a ulter- ulterior motive and shit. I don't know. It's really interesting. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain without spoiling it. So yeah, and there's a certain character in there that like is pretty useless for the most of it, and then he ends up being the coolest character at the end of it. Um, next, I had the house that Jack built, which also Willie saw. Yeah, it's a Lar- new Lars von Trier movie. Who like everyone seems to have an opinion on, but I'm kind of just like, yeah. I, I mean, some of his stuff I like, and some of it I don't. I don't really, I'm really don't have that strong of a. Because he, he did Antichrist, right? Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. I people, even though, well, then I saw uh, Melancholia, and as we all know, I love uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, and she's in it, and it's like, uh, I don't know. I just didn't think it was that great, and she and she's topless in it too, which is great. But it's not. I don't know the movie. I just thought wasn't that great. I just kept thinking, like, what if this movie was great? <laughs> <coughs> he also did. Was it Shame? N- no. Sorry. I think he did. Oh, Dancer in the Dark, he did. I saw that, and I didn't care for that either. Uh, Nymphomaniac sucked. <laughs> All right, keep it going. Keep well, I thought maybe you'd ha- you liked that movie a lot, so I thought maybe oh, it was um, the House of Jackville with uh, uh, Matthew Dillon's in it. It's really fucking good. Um, yeah, he's great in it. Um, a lot of people. Uma Thurman's in it too, which is weird because you haven't been anything in a long she's time. She's in the very beginning. Yeah, a lot of people seem to have opinions on it because it's he commits a lot of violence towards women and all that, but, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's an edgy movie. Just don't, for, don't forget, I guess we should have mentioned It's that. Lars von Trier, so if you know anything about him, you know his movies are full of violence and... Matt Dillon's, like, a that. serial killer. Yeah, it's about a serial killer, and he's, like, having an internal monologue with himself and all that, and, um... Yeah, there's a lot of violence towards women, but, like, 
it's one of those things where the same people that are getting upset about it are the same people that are obsessed with my favorite murder. And when you listen to those podcasts, the most of the targets of murders are usually women. So it's kind of like you guys would be complaining if he was only killing men too. It's like, you know what I mean? Cause it'd be off brand. So that's I, true. Yeah. I, and again, that's not me even getting political. I'm just saying like, you can't have it both ways. If he's making a movie about a serial killer, he's probably going to kill women like that. Ted Bundy movies coming out. Dude only killed women. Um, you know what's the best thing about that is it's coming straight to Netflix, so I don't even have to like try exactly. and go see it at a theater. It's like, and I must say, mind. Netflix wall doesn't produce like triple A Oscar worthy material yet because the Irishman's coming out. That's gonna be great. But like, I haven't been displeased with anything they put out recently. We watched a few things that were good, like even Bird Box, which was a weird meme that died out really quick. But like that movie was at least watchable. You yeah, know what I mean? Fine. What else did we watch recently on there that was pretty good? Uh, oh, the, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Buzzsaw, Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was good. That was I like that. Yeah. The Dirt, the dirt was good. Too, the was Dirt good. was... It's one of those things where once you know Jeff Tremaine directed you're like, oh, I like him, but like they should have got a good director to direct it. Yeah. But, you know, maybe he'll do something else. I didn't really like that High Flying Bird movie. That was a disappointment. That was, yeah. And I was not what I thought it was going to be. But I, I still like Steven Soderbergh. Parts of it I liked, but it was... Just, I remember I just kept waiting for it to get really good, and it just never got good. Um... Yeah, it was felt like a movie that needed another editing and maybe a voiceover explaining what was going on. Yeah, because it was kind of hard. Quit yawning, Willie, to figure out what was going on. I wasn't yawning. I can't believe you would yawn on the podcast like that. Ah, uh, ding, uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, oh, You Were Never Really Here is next on the list, which we mentioned earlier about like Walking Phoenix is just, like really good in it. Then it's about a soldier who has PTSD and he does like odd jobs for the mob and people will give him money and he tries to find this one dude's missing daughter and it just becomes like a another you know what I mean it's like everything goes wrong kind of a thing. It's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Joaquin Phoenix is great in everything he does though. I still haven't seen uh, Walk the Line though. That's a good one. He's that's weird. I feel like that's the one everyone has seen. Yeah. I like that one. All right, keep going. Uh, ne- <coughs> next, I had the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Which I think we all agree was fucking great. Chill, yeah. mm-hmm. loved it. I wish. I hope they do more like animated films like that because that was fucking great. You know, it's one of those things too. Where Doctor Strange would be perfect for a movie like that, even though it's a different. I know somebody doesn't have the rights to that, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I hope they do that. And then I started watching little mini documentaries about how long that movie took to make, and I'm like, oh, they might never do another movie like that. It's possible, yeah. So it's also like won an Oscar, right? Didn't it for best animated feature? I think so. yeah, it did. But like. Remember, like, Team America? Like, that movie, yeah. while it's not, like, a landmark in filmmaking, it kind of is. It's, like, that's insanely hard to do. I remember the one thing they were, like, <laughs> there was a joke about how they wanted to have someone have, um, like, instead of a pocket knife, they would have, like, nail clippers attached to their shirt because you couldn't bring nail clippers on an airplane because it could be a weapon, and that was the joke. And then they found out, like, oh, someone has to actually create nail clippers that are tiny enough to, to but still you can see them in, in a guy's pocket for, like, these little puppets. And they're like, they, they were like, okay, we'll just cut that joke. It's not that funny. Like, yeah. It's one of those things where they're like, we want to do this, but it's just not in the cards. You know what I mean? <clears throat> uh, next, I had Thoroughbreds. I think all three of us watched that, right? Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was great. Like, the two chicks, uh, Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch, like, they were both. And Anton Yelchin was in it, too. That was, like, one of his last movies. Yeah. Rest in peace, my man. Yeah. That's, that's still a bummer. Um, that, that's a great movie, though. It's like this girl can't feel emotions and she hates her stepdad and like another girl just is like okay I'll help you kill him <laughs> I don't know I don't it's it's good if if you like my my favorite murder you'll probably like that movie 
Is there like links to it or something? No, I just you were bringing that up earlier. I was like, yeah, that's the kind of movie I feel like you would enjoy if you were into that like true crime kind of stuff. Yeah, true. Um, then I had uh, Black Klansman, which me and Willie saw. And I Have you seen think, that, Jacob? No, I'd be down to rewatch that. Yeah, definitely. That was great. What's his name? Adam. Well, Driver. Adam Driver's great in it, and so is um. I was thinking of uh, Topher Grace though. He's fucking great in it too. Yeah, he plays David Duke. <clears throat> Who's the the main character? I can't remember his name. He's a great actor. I don't know. All right, well, there's John David Washington. That's his name? Oh, yeah, it's Denzel Washington's son, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you told me that later. Wow. He's in that movie, The Old Man and the Gun, too, which I haven't seen, but I hear is really great. (coughs) Yeah, (coughs) we should watch that again. That's really good. Um, The next, like I said, we have a Hotel Artemis. (laughs) Hotel Artemis, which, uh, you fuck. This is Drew Pierce movie. Uh, he oh, yeah, he did an- another movie like a Marvel mini movie. That was his, but this is like his first actual movie, and um, he directed the video for Mister Tillman by uh, Father John Misty, and uh, Father John Misty's in this movie for like five minutes, and so is Brian Tyree Henry, who is a uh, paperboy from Atlanta. Yeah, he's also in the new Chucky movie that looks good. That dude, he's showing up in a lot of stuff. He was also in Spider Man in, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Hotel Artemis is fucking cool. Charlie Day is in it from Always Sunny also. It's a great cast. Uh, like, a lot of, like, character actors. Like, Jodie Foster's in it, too. And, like, I don't know. Jeff Goldblum shows up in it. And it's just, I don't know. Great. Dave Bautista's in it, too. I forgot about that. Damn, this is, they're a great cast in this movie. But it's very, um, it's, like, the fu- it's like, a, like the near future. So it's, like, futuristic, but not really. And, like, the technology stuff has a really cool look to it, just the design. It, it feels very much like a John Carpenter movie because it's, like, a siege movie where they're stuck in this hotel and people are trying to break in, you know? And um, it's a it it like it, it's a movie where it's like it feels like a lived in world because there's like all this stuff they're referring to that's happening on the outside that you don't really see but it, like it builds this like lore around. It's kind of like a like a a Dark Souls game where it's like if you really think about it, there's like a it's lot only of shit there going if you're on. looking for it kind of a thing. And it, it'd be cool if they made a sequel too because I feel like they could really flesh that out that whole like world. Yeah, I also just thought that uh, Jodie Foster's character was really good in it, and then. She's okay. Charlie I Day was great too. It's only gonna make sense to you, but that script I'm writing, like she's she's the person I was thinking of for the mom character because after seeing that movie, I was like, oh, that'd be perfect. She could probably nail it. Um, I haven't seen anything with her that I didn't like. Remember Panic Room? We should watch that again. Yeah, Panic Room is fucking movie. great. Honestly, that's a really underrated movie. Like nobody talks about it. Um, there's <clears throat> Kristen Stewart before Twilight, isn't that? And it's true. She's like really young. Yeah, those, she's like what thirteen. That was the first movie I think I ever saw with Forrest Whitaker in it, where I was like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking great actor." Like, and then you start seeing like, you're like, and then you realize like, "Oh, this guy's in a million movies." Mm-hmm. Him and like Morgan Freeman, you're like, "Oh wow, he's like literally don't like they do voiceovers for everything." Um, the next I had the uh, I think I think most of the rest of these we all have seen, so we should all be able to talk about it, not just me. Uh, the next I have uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is the new Coen Brothers movie that's on Netflix, which I love was originally that. supposed to be a TV show. And you can kind of tell because of the way they edited it, but it, it, I think it really works though as a as a movie, like as a lo- one long Oops. thing. Although it's the first one is definitely the best one, I think. And then like they kind of get like the second one is is okay. It's not as good as the first one. And then I think it's the third one with the girl where it just goes on for too long and nothing. No, it's like the fourth one. Because then, then it, but then it comes back with the the one about the guy, the claim jumper. That one I thought was good. That's the one that was nominated. So for it Academy goes. Award. It starts off with the song one in the beginning, and then it goes to James Franco's, which was one of my favorites. That one was was good. But and I then liked the, first the one, one that I liked a lot that was really like understated the stagecoach was the, one. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah. No, 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 no. The one <coughs> with uh, Liam Neeson. 
Oh, that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, so it's a really interesting movie that I think is going to be fun to revisit. And the, the reason future. why that one works so well is because you have no idea what's going on until the chicken thing starts happening, yeah. where you're like, why is this guy just saying the same shit over and over again? Yeah, that was a good one. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, the one with the chick and the dog and all that, where every time the dog comes, it like, screws everybody's life up or whatever, it, that one took way too long. It was like 40 minutes. That one was lame, yeah. It's the only one I didn't like. Um, next the on Tom Waits one was one of the best, though. Yeah, everything else I thought was great on that. But next on the list, I have Mandy, which I know we all saw together because that was one where like I kept hearing about it. I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew that it was by the guy that did Beyond the Black Rainbow, which I didn't even really like that much. Mm-hmm. But I kept hearing how great it was, so I downloaded it and a couple other things, and I was like, "Oh, I got this movie called Mandy with Nicolas Cage." And I think we watched the trailer first, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm down to watch that." Yeah. So we put it it's, on. The thing that sold me was the chainsaw fight at the end. I was yeah, like, cool. and then like in the first ten minutes, we were just like, "Whoa, this movie's fucking crazy!" Like just the visuals were like, you've never really seen anything like that before, mm-hmm. and and then it just keeps getting weirder and weirder, and like Nicolas Cage is just like full crazy in it, and. The bad guy is fucking creepy. That and might weird. be like his top three, my favorite performances of him. Because yeah. you have like Raising Arizona. I like him a lot in The Weatherman and then that one. You got to see Bringing Out the Dead. I just watched that recently. It's like a Martin Scorsese movie where him and John Goodman are like uh, EMTs driving around New York like in, in like the early and 90s. And you say like the, pre- the premise is like he gets like high off saving lives or whatever? Yeah, he's, there's a part where he's, he's like when you, he's like, when you save someone's life, like you sleep like a baby, basically. He's like, I haven't slept in months. He's like, I, cause he like, it's like, it becomes this weird, like addiction, like saving people from dying and shit. It's like a really good movie. Yeah. And it's, well, it's also written by Paul Schrader who wrote taxi driver and a, another movie that will show up on my list. Taxi driver. <laughs> well, it didn't come out this year. So. <laughs> um, if no one has anything else to say about that, uh, like, <laughs> Mandy, if it's just, Rad, I don't know. It's one of those movies where it's like the most metal thing you, you'll see in a movie. Very like 80s inspired. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's certain parts where like they'll break character a little bit. Like the there's a part where Nicolas Cage is like tied up and all that. And then he does like this weird Bruce Lee noise and like just like totally karate chops one of the guys and snaps mm-hmm. their necks. You're like, what? And then it just goes back to normal. You're like, what was that? And I, I appreciate like that to, kind of shit. Yeah, so I feel like I need to rewatch it because it was just Same. also that a lot to take some in. of the most brilliant editing I've ever seen in a movie too, where it's like there's a part where the cult leader's talking to Mandy, and like instead of it cutting back and forth between two different shots, it just phases their faces together, and then the oh, only reason right. you know it's Mandy talking versus him is because she has a scar on her cheek and all that, so it just keeps going back and forth. But yeah, that was probably my favorite movie of last year, I think. Um, thought about it for like days afterwards. Next on my list, I have mid nineties, which, uh, it was a skateboard movie that Jonah Hill directed. That was amazing. Yeah. We took Joel to go That's see right. it. Cause he was like from the, from like the day the trailer came out, he was dying to see it. And it's Joel doesn't really care about movies. So it was kind of exciting for us. But yeah, that, that movie was great. It's like funny. And it, it reminds me of a Richard Linklater film. Like, um, you know, everybody wants some or, or, uh, days of confused where it's just like people hanging out, but it like, it's also really sad at some points, and like I don't know, it's a really great movie. A lot of people didn't like it though because um, they use the f word and the r word, and uh, I get that. But yeah. it's like, well, the movie's called mid '90s. Like people weren't aware. Like I, mean, I don't know, it was just different in the '90s. Like you know what I mean? Like I know everyone always says that, but it's like people just didn't care back then. It's so it's so different now, and I yeah. get why people are like, well, I don't like that. But it's like, well, I mean. Again, that feels like whitewashing history where you're like, yeah, it didn't happen. It's like, no, people well, were not cool would be like if someone made a cool Vietnam movie then. now and they didn't use a derogatory term towards the Vietnamese people. It's like, come on, we all knew they were saying that. Yeah. It's just, I agree with that. It is what it is. It's a, it's a picture of the time. It's a period piece if you think about it. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's in the name. Oh, actually, here's a better example. That'd be if you like made Twelve Years a Slave and no one used any kind of derogatory ter- words for, towards like black people. It's like, well, the whole point of the movie is them overcoming hardships, and the hardship is the white people, and the white people are gonna use those words. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same, but it's the same thing. It's a period piece that would that would have been said back then. Also, um, great soundtrack on that movie. Like, oh yeah, cool yeah, mix awesome. of like it had Misfits and the Pixies and like a bunch of like yeah, it had like Misfits, classics. Pixies, Wu Tang, uh, Mob Deep was in it. Uh, the soundtrack's incredible. Um, next, I have man, I, I this is where we're getting into these last like seven movies are all they could all be number one basically. That's how good they are, but like they're all. I, if I, like it's like where I had to rank them, but they all are equally good. And they're like, it was such a great year for movies last year. But uh, next, I have Under the Silver Lake, which I um, loved it. Still has not got a, 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 an official release, but somebody leaked it on the internet. It's how we saw it. But it, and I guess that was a lie. It was like a rumor going around that they were going to edit it. They never planned to do that. And but they're not going to do a theatrical release now. It's just coming out on VOD. Why is that? I don't know. I I guess it didn't it didn't do well at, at like film festivals, but it's already getting a cult following. And I definitely feel like this is going to be like the new drive. Basically, it's going to have like a huge cult following because it's such a weird movie. It, is. It, it it makes me think of like Donnie Darko when that came out, where it was like I've never seen anything like that before, and it just it like you think it sticks in your head and uh, and just I don't know. We know talked that, about it for that a while. One scene that you always see clipped on Facebook or on YouTube where it's um the guy who, from Looper who's like go to China. What's his name? Um, uh yeah, uh, can't remember, but. It's John something, right? From uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, he plays so, Harry. Not John. Uh, I don't. I don't know his name. What's his fucking name? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. There you go. So there's this clip that I've seen a thousand different times, and it's and it used a thousand different ways of him giving a speech. And it's, oh yeah, it's from, from the newsroom. Yeah, where he's like the president or something. I don't know. Something. No, it's like this speech where they're like. Uh, Someone America's asked not question. great. He's like, what? she asked, why is America so great? And he says, America's not great. Like, we're behind in all the statistics yeah. and stuff. And it's a great scene in context, but people use it out of context. I have a feeling that scene where he meets the guy who, oh, who yeah. claims to have created... Like, there's a, a really brilliant scene where it's uh, Andrew Garfield's character goes into a room and he sees this guy playing piano. It's this really old, fucking gross, decrepit-looking dude. And he starts explaining to him, he's like you think you're cool because you're rebelling and you listen to Nirvana and all that. And he's like, well, you don't understand that I created all of those things. And he starts playing on the piano, all these riffs to different songs, like smells like teen spirit. Where's my mind. Um, and then he starts playing stuff like Jolene by Dolly Parton. And you know what I mean? Like just a thousand different, he's like, I've played it all. I'm the one who created it all. So like, you're not special and all that. And then it's just one of those weird, it goes on for a really long time. And then eventually ha- comes to a head and it's like one of the coolest scenes I've seen in a movie in a really long time. Really original. Yeah. That. And then the twist of the movie is really original, too. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I was going to say, everything that happens in that movie... It, it's also... Yeah. I love movies that are about L.A., and that one's definitely about... It's like it's not only about L.A. like as a location, but about like L.A. people and just how weird they are. and like It's I, really nihilistic, too. Yeah, and it's just... I don't know. The whole thing is really smart, and I, I think it just... This is going to sound pretentious, but I think it just went over a lot of people's heads like that saw it at the film festival. I don't think people... It's kind of like when Big Lebowski first came out. Like I don't think people got it, you know? yeah. But I think that's why I say I think the movie's gonna have a huge cult following if it's anything like Big Lebowski. Um, the next I have the favorite, which I don't, you guys didn't see that, did you? But no, not yet. <laughs> no. Um, I have it on my computer. I've been knocking movies off my computer. That Yorgos Lanthimos guy who did uh, the Lobster, which me and Willie watched again recently, and uh, what's the other one we liked? With, uh, uh, the Killing of Sacred. Sacred Deer. Yeah, that movie was great. And um, it's about like it's like the 18th century in England. It's that uh, Queen Anne or whatever, and like. I don't know. It's hard. Again, that's another movie that's hard to talk about without like 
spoiling it, but like this, uh, is there anything to spoil? Yeah. Um, Emma Stone shows up and she's like amazing in it. And her and Rachel Weiss are like fighting over trying to be the favorite basically. <clears throat> keep talking, I'm putting some coals on. I don't want to spoil it, but like it has some incredible cinematography. Like, I don't know, the guy that Yorgos Lanthimos dude just has this like really like anarchic style where he's like, he doesn't, you think about like Wes Anderson or whatever where everything is like Talk about planned. About dialogue because that's what's most interesting to me. Yeah, it's definitely interesting in this movie too. But like his uh, filming style is just like, he doesn't give a shit. Like it's just so like kinetic and weird. I don't, I, I don't know, I find it really, it's like the opposite of Kubrick or something like that where it's like really like, the perspective is really precise and it's kind of like like uh, static, I guess. I don't know. Although I like I like Cooper too, even though you look at a movie like The Shining or 2001 and it's almost like clinical the way it's where everything lines up, the symmetry and stuff. There's like a pe- people always say like The Shining is like a really cold movie. He's like a cold director and it's like, yeah, but I think that's just like his that's his like fucked up paranoid worldview that he's trying to like convey to you and the fact that he can the fact that you're like oh it's a cold movie it's like yeah that's how he feels about life i feel like sometimes people mistake like a criticism for a thing where it's like no that's what makes them unique i don't know anyway well, yeah like uh, to bring it back to the big lebowski i had a person tell me like well i don't know i didn't like the big lebowski no one's actually really saying anything they're all talking over each other and like and i'm like that's kind of the point of the whole movie that's every coen brothers and, movie too no one no one's ever listening to each that other person talk. goes yeah but i don't like that and i'm going you don't like the thing they set out to do and accomplished? Okay, then that's your opinion, man. It's <laughs> like, just your opinion, man. Um, next, I have the remake of Suspiria, which I think we all agreed was pretty good. Like, the, yeah, I like that a lot. It's um, I love the original that Suspiria, real but I think the, the remake I, might actually be, be a better movie, just because it's like there's like more to it. It's like more of a movie. Like there's yeah, more story, right. and I don't know. It's it's a fucking weird movie too. That's definitely one I think it, that's going to have a cult following. I feel like the new one, like it's people are going to be talking about that for years. And uh, that's the guy, Luca Guadagino, that, if I'm saying that correct, I don't even know. Uh, he directed the, what was that movie? With Call the Army Hammer. Game. Yeah, which I, I really didn't think was that great. But we're not, again, not the target audience for that. But to see to see this movie, you're like, holy shit, this guy is a good director. Yeah, but here's the thing with Call Me By Your Name. I saw it too and wasn't for me. But at the same time, the only thing people were saying that was positive is it had a great soundtrack because of the Suvon Steve. Yeah, I don't really care about that guy. I don't like that Subgen. music. How do you say his name? Suyin, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't care for his music, so. Um, next, I had First Reformed, which is Paul Schrader wrote and directed that, and it's like he kind of like fell off. But this is the guy that did like Taxi Driver and and uh, other things. I can't remember. <laughs> He's like really famous. Um, but this, it's like uh, I gotta look up the guy's name. I already forgot. Uh, Ethan Hawke plays like a pastor who's like slowly losing his faith, and he runs like a like a. Um, like a historic church called, called like something first reformed or whatever. And like this girl starts talking to him about how her husband is getting like really deep into this, like environmental terrorism or something. And then she's afraid he's going to like kill people because of it and stuff. And it's like, then he finds out he has cancer and he's like, well, why shouldn't we just kill people randomly? Like it's, it's a, it gets like really dark and I don't know, but it's a, a fucking amazing movie. And uh, I'd be down to rewatch it. Cause it's on, I think it's on, Hulu or Amazon Prime, one of those. Yeah, I'm down to watch it. But uh, honestly, dude, that movie got robbed. It really should have gotten nominated. It got nominated for, for like best original screenplay, but it didn't. Yeah, win. yeah, it didn't even win. So it's like that's bullshit. Um, the then next I had Apostle, which is fucking amazing, and I still think about it to this day. But it's just like the fact that I fell asleep when we were watching it the first time, and I like made you guys rewatch the entire movie the next day. Like I don't know, I felt bad about that, but I really wanted to see it. <laughs> 
That was a good one. Like, that guy, I mean, we've watched their raid, too, like, a million times at this point, but, like, seeing him do, like, a full-on horror movie like that was fucking crazy. Because that movie, just, I don't know, it's it's a really great premise, and the way he did it's really great, and it's, like, the acting is all really great in it, and, like, the guy, I don't know, like, the like you talk about, like, cinematography and framing, like, he has a really good knack for that. And then, like, these crazy, like, fight scenes that I guess, it turns out he does, like, a, like weeks of, like, pre, like, rehearsals, like, choreography, where they, like, train what's Even for be- that movie? Yeah, and that's why it looks like that, because they were showing a clip of it on Netflix of, like, that, that where the guy tries to kill the dude and they all fight him. Mm-hmm. There's two scenes in particular, like, the one where he proves his himself by, like, saving that one guy or whatever. Yeah. That scene looks crazy, and at the end, he, like, breaks the stick and stabs the dude with it. Like, that was cool, too. Well, that, and also, like, when that guy's, like, uh, dead on the thing. Mm-hmm. Or, or Was he dead? Or I don't remember. The weird creature thing? No, it was, like, uh, they had him, like, uh, he died or something. I can't remember. It was, like, they took him, like, they were chasing after him in the field or something. And then, uh, remember, it was, like, they, like, grinded his fucking, like, brain or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was gross. I don't remember, I don't remember like, how that, that happened, but I just remember that part. Oh, you're talking about the part with the knife, where he was like fighting the stepdad. That part, but then uh, it was like it was like it was like the son. He uh, they like scrambled his brain or something. Yeah. Remember that? Well, but what happened before that was he. Oh, because he killed his or he stabbed his dad or, or well, her dad. What happened was the dad found out that they were both trying to run away together, so he killed his daughter, and then he starts trying to kill him. And when they all come in, he blames it on the son, so they all kill the oh, son. Oh yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah, that was a great movie. Damn. Yeah. That that scene's really like it's like an action scene too, where it's like he has a a straight razor and he's fighting the the dad that just killed the daughter, and it's like really intense, and he's like slamming him into the cupboards mm-hmm. and all that. So Rob's like, I don't remember that. No, I do. I was just thinking. I was literally just like, <laughs> yeah, it all came back. I was literally just like reliving it in my head. Like, yeah, that was a great movie. Um, anyway, at number two, because that's number three, I have uh, American Animals, which again another movie that I was just like, hey, this looks kind of interesting, and then like. I just remember, like, within, like, the first 15 minutes, we were like, oh, this is fucking cool because of the d- weird when directing I style. Movie, I think of, like, the term weight. Like, there's a lot of weight in that movie where you're like, oh, they fucked up real bad. Well, yeah, and just, dude, so much anxiety. Like, that movie, I remember just the guy where, he, where he's just, like, he was, like, so happy that it didn't work because they were able to just call it quits and not have to do it. And he was like, he was like oh, I felt free. And then, then, they, then they, he's like, okay, we're going to do it tomorrow. And it's like, oh, my God, like... I don't know, just that that like well, anxiety feeling of like not being able to say I don't want to do this. So what he's talking about is there's a movie called American Animals, and it's about a bunch of college kids that, and two of them didn't even need to be a part of it. They were like successful that try and rob the school of a bunch of important art pieces and all that to sell them on the black market for money. And um, essentially, there's this whole really intense like half hour of the movie where they're talking about how they're going to do it, and they're like, "There's a librarian in there, and she never leaves, so we're going to have to incapacitate her." And then they buy, like, a taser and all that. And, like, they're all like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be responsible for, like, tasing this girl and probably killing her and all that kind of stuff. And then so one of the guys convinces her that he's not going to do it and they're going to be and all that. So remember that scene where he calls him in there? He's like, oh, God, she's already, like, he makes it seem like he already tased her and all that. And then he makes him do it. And then, like, she's, like, crying and all that and, like, pisses her pants. It's, like, like super sad and, and all that. And it's, like, at the end of the movie, they're like, she still hasn't fucking forgiven them for that. Yeah. So. Well, and then not to mention, it's it's by the guy that did that documentary I was telling about called um, The Imposter, where like Robert, I can't remember the guy's name, but, but like it's he, he the, so The Imposter was more of a documentary that they like had scenes where he filmed, and this movie was more of a film where they were like short scenes where they would talk to the people that were actually involved, and that was really interesting. Some it, other movie we just watched tried to copy that, like it broke the fourth oh, wall in a very interesting way. 
it was like there's a scene where they're sitting in a car and one of them gets out to go pump gas and then the real person is sitting in the backseat of the car they just appear and like that's not how it happened but for the sake of the movie we'll just go with it yeah he's like if that's how he remembers it i guess but that's not what i remember like it it was really interesting and yeah that movie was just like super intense it had really great actors in it uh i definitely like highly recommend that um, and then number one, I had Hereditary, which I think we talked about already, and, and I've seen it like so. a bunch of times, and it's fucking, I like that to me. That's like that's like the new hallmark of like okay, all other horror movies have to beat that now because that movie just came out of fucking nowhere and was so good. Before that, it was like The Conjuring for me. It's yeah, like, definitely. I was to say before that it was James Wan, where it's like he's he's the guy to beat, and then like It Follows, I think definitely had like a where it was like oh, okay, is it better? Than oh yeah, it we follows? didn't even talk about that's the guy that did Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, true. I didn't even mention that. You're right. Yeah. Um, but uh. Now that guy that did Hereditary has a new movie, Midsummer, coming out, which I that, think that is going to be next crazy. level. Yeah, yeah, that his dude. I'm telling you, like Hereditary, I like it was just it's one of the few movies where I'm like I just feel unsettled. Like you don't know what's going on, and you're like you don't know what's yeah, going to happen next scary. because of the well. And then they break a lot of modern movie tropes. Like we talked about this off air, I think a while. Or no, it might have been the last episode where I was like, a lot of movies they do this thing where someone dies and then the, it just cuts to no silence. So it's almost like it makes it easier on the actor because they're, and then like, so there'll be the scene where the person's like lifting up the person that's dead. And then oh yeah, that no was in music, Pet Cemetery. There's no sound. Yeah, Pet Cemetery did that. And it's It's like, so weird because I had the exact same thought where, where it was like, the kid gets hit by the car and then it just, it cuts to like complete silence. So you don't get to hear the dad scream and freak out. Which provides a lot of attention, a lot of tension. But if you have a great actor, let them freak out. I was going to say, yeah, that, that to me that just true. means, oh, he didn't do a good job. And in Hereditary, when the mom if you haven't seen the movie, spoilers, but probably should. Yeah, definitely don't listen to If you haven't seen this. it, you're not going to, you know, whatever. If you haven't seen it now, you're probably not going to see it, but also because it was such a big deal. Um, well, I don't know. All right, well. I'm spoil- saying cover, cover your ears for a little for bit. now. Probably skip like two minutes ahead. There's a scene where the youngest character named Charlie gets her head decapitated in the car, and the son is so shell-shocked by it that he leaves the body in there without the head, by the way. So, yeah. Imagine being a parent and going down to drive to work the next day and you just see the headless corpse of your youngest child and all that. And then comes next comes like 45 seconds of her just screaming and like freaking out and all that. And I remember in the theater, that was the most unsettling part of the movie to me. Like nothing else. Well, then there's the fight later on and then the part where like um, she sets him on fire, yeah, like the ants and shit. Like it just, The ants was gross. Yeah, it's just so many moments like that where, you're, again, you just, you, it's like you don't know what's going to happen next. all of that. Yeah, he did. We were at the theater. Bryce walked out right when the she got beheaded. Like he missed that. And then oh yeah. He missed, he missed the mom screaming, and then he missed it. Like the, the cut to the next day of the head just being slowly like, you know, gross. Yeah, exactly. See, once you see way, that, I'm, allowed, I'm surprised they were allowed to show that in the movie. Like once you see that image, like all bets are off because you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? Like that. That's like one of the craziest things I can imagine seeing in a movie. Yeah, and it's one of those things too where I stupidly read the um me too i already knew it was coming so because robert mentioned that he already knew that was coming and your mind is so much scarier than reality so it's like i was like oh shit how are they gonna do that 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 made it scary yeah it was creepier waiting for that to happen you're right well the same thing happened when we saw the neon demon too i knew at the very end of the movie she was gonna vomit up an eyeball but i didn't know how gross it was gonna be you know what i mean i didn't know about that so i was like oh i don't want to see that like that's gross um we should watch that again yeah that was a great movie that was fucking amazing in that too um, but yeah, now, like I said, that he's a trailer for that new movie, Midsummer, and it's like just watching that, and like there's nothing creepy happens in that trailer at all. And then the whole, but the whole time, and you're just like, oh my God, this is going to be fucking terrifying. No, like, you can just tell. Well, there's a part where it shows like a, a human horse chick, and I was like, oh, yeah, someone's getting weird. turned into a well, horse. Well, like at the very end, yeah, but like, I just mean like the, the for it large portions nice. of it, yeah. And I'm just like, that's, I can't fucking wait for that movie. 
And that's coming out in August? Um, I'm not sure. Anyway, that's our list. Uh, I'll say it's in, we're in an hour and 26 right now. Very so. long list this year, but I mean, it was a good year. There's a couple things I didn't even include that I probably could have, too. Like, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Three Identical Strangers. I, or that guy, I think I did talk about that, didn't yeah, you I? you did. Okay. What else you got? That's it, man. All right. We're probably going to do another one later this week since we're behind. So thank you all. Too bad you didn't get to hear my impression. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good one.